This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insights, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It's time for another edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast also heard on the radio in the home of the Raiders. That, of course, is Las Vegas on the bet in Las Vegas. So our radio listeners, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being here. If you don't subscribe to the podcast because you should listen to the radio once a week, but you can listen to the show all week long by subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your audio Just make sure you do that. We appreciate you being with us. Put on the auto download, by the way. And to our YouTube audience, hello. Thanks for joining us and for chatting live with us right next to this way on my other side where you can uh, chime in on your comments and you're never shy. So we appreciate that as well. Joining me as always is not my producer, David Stepanian, who you're seeing right now, but instead it is my broadcast partner. Yes, uh, Scott has hit the wrong video switch. Uh, and there comes Mo Moten. Mo is the national NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N and read his stuff, not just on the Raiders, but the all, all of the NFL. Also catch him live. I think the next two Mondays you're doing Bleacher Report live reports, aren't you? Yes, April 10th on my birthday. And April 17th, I'll, be, I'll have two lives back to back. Wait a minute. Monday is your birthday? Yep, that's correct. Why did we not know when your birthday is? Because after the age of 30, you kind of hide from what the number really is. Okay. (laughs) And you know what? I'm glad you said that because I have to tell you, I run into people all the time and I know I'll sound like the old man saying, get off my lawn. But here's the deal. Especially younger people. It's my birthday week. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? birthday week not even as a kid did i have a birthday week why would somebody think that celebrating the birthday for a week is something people would want to do the only the only real positive i had growing up is sometimes my birthday would land on easter yeah so i would literally celebrate that whole weekend well that's so if it different was though easter, i was that's... you know it was it was one of the best birthdays where i i would have yes when it would land on easter my mine's often on thanksgiving which is fitting because i'm a turkey no uh because <laughs> It was always a long weekend. So that, I was like, oh, cool. I get the weekend of my birthday off. But, you know, it's like, come on. Everybody's got to grow up sometime, right? doesn't mean you have to be old. You Mentally, you stay young. But you don't have to celebrate your birthday for 14 days, folks. You're Scott, not that important. Scott, you sound like old guy on my lawn. Mm, if you want to ce- listen, listen, people, before we get into Raiders Talk, if you want to celebrate your birthday for the entire <laughs> week, if you want to celebrate for the entire month, please do that because... You never know when you're going to have another one. I mean, you do know when you're going to have another one, but you don't know if you're going to make it to that next birthday. So celebrate it for the month, for the week, for the year. Celebrate it. Go ahead. Have fun. Enjoy. 
Just celebrate the damn day and shut up. All right, let's talk about football, because that's what we're actually here for. Not for Scott in his 50s to complain about people celebrating their birthdays for a long time. Uh, but we're coming back. We're talking about latest Raider news. And, of course, Twitter Nation and Raider Nation on Twitter, I should say. Excuse my my break in speech there. Um, is, is in an uproar again, Mo. Yes. Really? It's been a couple weeks. It was There's a lull. It was kind of quiet out there. People were kind of in a pretty good mood, right? Then suddenly, uh-oh, Brian Hoyer, which you have oh, been talking gosh. about this show for a long time. So now it's this Patriots West stuff. We're getting some people even who cover the NFL talking about how bad the Raiders are and then what are they doing. Um, and so the Brian Hoyer signing, you talked about it again on this show several times. Let's talk about this idea that people are wired. Oh, look, he's, they're going to suck. They're going to bring in all these old Patriots. And the Patriots haven't been very good very in the last few years, blah, 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 blah. But there is a method to the madness. I understand people aren't going to be pat. I understand people skeptical about just bringing in guys because they're Patriots. Oh, by the way, they signed Danny Amendola as a coach, too, for the Raiders, former Patriot. Um, but is that a problem? Do you think that? These guys, and specifically Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, do you think that it's a problem? Brian Hoyer is a signing, and we'll get to him specifically because there's great reason for it. Um, and this whole Patriots West thing is it unusual? Do do new coaches that go to other to go to teams that were with other NFL teams not do the same thing? Well, how should fans feel about this, Mo? I don't think it should move fans at all. The Brian mm. Hoyer, Brian Hoyer side doesn't change anything. Some people tweeted at me and asked, okay, Brian Hoyer's on the roster now. Does that mean we're not going to draft a quarterback at all? And I'm and I'm saying, do you know how old Brian Hoyer is? Brian Hoyer is around, he may be a year older than me. <laughs> Brian Hoyer's <laughs> in his mid to late 30s. Like, he's not gonna play any meaningful snaps unless Jimmy G gets hurt. And and I know what you're thinking, Jimmy G does get hurt, so Brian Hoyer might play, but no. I actually think the Rays are still going to draft the quarterback, and that mm -hmm. quarterback will get the snaps if Jimmy G gets hurt rather than before Brian Hoyer does. To me, Brian Hoyer is he's a basically a glorified coach on the staff because he's he's one or two years away from retirement anyway. The story that came out about him was that he he had a a part in the Patriots, one of the Patriots Super Bowl wins because he made defense. a call on the sideline, something like that with the defense. Yeah. And it's like, but did he throw a touchdown pass? <laughs> was he the guy that he did he have a Philly special? No. All his value is from the sideline as right. a mentor, as a young, as pr probably a soon-to-be coach on that staff behind Danny Amendola. His value is not on the field. And I think people should have saw this coming from a mile away. The minute the Patriots released Brian Hoyer, I mm. knew he was going to be a Raider just a matter of time. Well, and not only that, Mo, but you you we've talked about why Jimmy G was the signing, right? Knows the system. Brian Hoyer knows the system perhaps as good as Tom Brady, not not putting those two in the same picture, by the way. I'm just saying he was there so long, he knows the system. So if 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 Garoppolo gets hurt, or if you have a rookie in there and Garoppolo's focusing on first team snaps and has to worry about a game, you have Brian Hoyer there to teach the system to a young quarterback. So so I think people get all all riled up over Brian. Oh, here we go, another Patriot. But it makes sense because we heard, we heard with Jason Fitz, right, when he was on the show, talking about how this system is very complex and you have to be very smart and understand it. Well, if you have a guy out there who's got that sort of experience, who knows it like the back of their hand, why wouldn't you do it? Now, 
you have that. Then you have all the other Patriots signings. But I think some of the criticism is unfair because you want guys that know your system. What else would you do if you didn't go get guys who knew the system? And who, by the way, it's a relationship business, no matter what anybody tells you. Um, they know the coach. They know the GM. It makes sense. The move just doesn't – Brian Horsine just doesn't move the needle for me either way. I don't mm -hmm. see why people are upset about it because, as you said, he, he knows the system. He's obviously there to teach whoever the young quarterback is that the Raiders pick. Teach them the system, help them come along, help Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo when he, where he needs help. Yeah, that's all this is. And on the other side of the coin, for people to say, you know, Brian Hoyer is a great signing, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's great for behind the scenes stuff, the stuff that a lot of us don't care about or don't see anyway. But the man has thrown 17 passes in two years. Let's let's be real <laughs> about it. He's he's not he's not moving the needle here. You were still looking at whether the Raiders are going to draft the quarterback in the first round or on day two or day three right now. Right. Yeah. And, and again, he comes at a good price. Uh, they sign him to a two year deal and that's, that's telling as well. I mean, look, I agree with you hundred percent. Now, the other thing we're hearing is of course, we're starting to see some of these reports about other people around the league, criticizing the Raiders and saying, what are they doing? Uh, and then we're hearing a lot about why are they giving all these one year contracts, right? We've heard that this week has been a narrative which has popped up. Um, and again, I, I don't understand the concern with there because you are a team in transition, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, right? So you have to fill spots. You can't fill them all in one offseason. You just can't. You have to draft. You have to sign free agents. You have to do all that stuff. So the Raiders are now in the position to where they have to draft well. They have to draft kids on the defense. Um, this one-year contract criticism, what do you make of that? And the idea, I mean, would you rather give a guy – like you gave uh, Chandler Jones a three or four year contract and be stuck with it when you're ready to move on, when you get a young player two drafts from now, Mo, I don't understand the criticism with the one year contracts. What up y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the inside the green room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never before told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow inside the green room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know why some people are acting brand new, like they don't know what a rebuild looks like. Yeah. I know <laughs> Raider fans know what this looks like. They've been through this plenty oh. of times, but you've been through the cycle, Raider fans. You know what this looks like, what a yeah. rebuild looks like. You sign a bunch of one-year players, old, some of them older guys like John Jenkins, mm -hmm. who are going to be there for maybe a year, if that, if they don't get cut out the training camp. And there's basically competition for the young guys that you're going to bring in. So you bring in these older veterans who know the system, they're the challenge. They're the test for the rookies that are coming in. If you could beat out this old veteran who knows the system, you deserve a spot in the roster. You deserve a spot in rotation. If you can't beat this old veteran, this old veteran is going to get one last chance to get his last hurrah in the NFL. That's the way it works with these rebuilding schemes and plans. It's all you see this all over the league. Every year, teams do this. This is not specific to. This is not new for the Raiders to do it. I don't know why the criticism for the Raiders is so harsh because. Yeah. This is what most teams do during rebuilds. Yeah. Stopgap players, you spread out the, your cap space to fill in positions that you need help in. And again, you challenge your young players, whoever you're going to draft, those rookies. That's your competition. It's rookies 
versus vets in training camp for, for a lot of those spots on the defensive right. side of the ball. So, again, guys like John Jenkins, if they're able to beat out a rookie, he gets one last year to just show what he can do as a vet. If he's not, if he can't beat out a rookie, then so be it. He gets cut, he moves on, he retires or whatever, and that rookie plays. And again, you want to keep flexibility, right? You you don't want to you don't want to tie yourself down to long term. I mean, even two or three year contracts with some guys, you don't want to do that because your long term plan clearly is to build through the draft. They've said that themselves, so I don't understand it either. And the criticisms there, I really believe it is denial. I believe there are some people, including in the media who are in denial that this team has that long to go, that they have to fill that many spots. So we'll see what happens there. But but yeah, I, I was just kind of like, why are, you, why are you upset about a one-year contract? Hey, if a guy plays out of his head on a one-year contract and makes himself more valuable, you could sign him again if you want. Or good for that player. They get to go move somewhere else and maybe get another big payday as the Raiders move on to a younger player and a lower price contract so they can actually build a long-term winner. Scott, they tried plan A, didn't work. They signed yes. Crosby and Renfro to these extensions. They brought in Chandler Jones on a multi-year deal. Of course, they signed. They traded for and extended Devontae Adams. We know he's great, but they went the multi-year contract route last offseason. It right. didn't work out, and now you have to rebuild. So what do you do during a rebuild? Cheap one-year deals. This is, again, this is not specific to the Raiders. This has been no. going on for, for decades. Teams. Yep. This is how teams rebuild their roster. It's good good business in the NFL. Okay, we're up against our first break here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, also heard on the radio on The Bet in Las Vegas. Hello, Las Vegas. A couple things coming up. Next segment, we're going to get into some more of our draft preview. We're going to talk about some, some players that Mo and I both are really excited about in this draft. Very deep cornerback draft. Not a very deep safety draft, but there are some players there we can talk about. So we're going to get into cornerbacks and a little bit of safeties. And then in the last segment of today's show, as we always do this time of the week, we're going to get into our Raider Nation mailbag. So stay tuned for that. You're with Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black Today. Don't go anywhere. 